Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lightning Rod for January 12th, 2022. This is your official, unofficial home for Tampa Bay Lightning banter, analysis, good-natured chirping, and what have you, whatever else we come up with. I am Johnny Pipes coming to you from South Florida. Miami Vice has been the biggest influence on my life. That's why I joined the police force. Hey, and... Finally activated off of IR and in a full contact jersey coming to you from Palm Harbor is Gannon. What's up, man? I shed the red jersey, full contact jersey. Thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone. Well, the difference between uh, the two of us on a show and one of us on a show is about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never yeah. realize. I've tried to do a show by myself before, and it's um, I, just, I don't have the, uh, the will for it because I have all these great ideas as I'm like walking around town and I'm you know, thinking about things that I get in front of the microphone, I'm like, I have absolutely no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Where did about it right all now. go? <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's gone. It's like when you solve world hunger while you're taking a shower, you know? <laughs> hey, you did well for, you know, first solo episode for the third episode. I mean, I mean, they were, you know, I, I could critique, but you, you would probably do a lot better than I would solo. Ah, don't sell yourself short. So coming up uh, on this show tonight, we'll talk about the last few games. There's been a lot going on. Uh, with the lightning, some good and some bad and everything in between. But uh, if you want to get a hold of us on the show, you want to participate, you can leave us a voicemail, 727-416-0613. Or you can email us, thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That's the number one. Uh, and you can also get at us on uh, Twitter, which is uh, lightningrodpod at lightningrodpod. Hey, and, you know, if we like what you say, we might play it or read it what have you. We'll do a little participation later. We'll put out a question and uh, see what uh, what you folks come up with. So, good, bad, everything else. It's been a weird week. Where, where do you want to start? I can't entirely remember where uh, where you left off. I think... Um... It was right before the Bruins game. Ugh. It was a couple days before that. We had a good game. Did uh, you cover the Calgary game? It was right before that, actually. I take okay. it back. It was right before okay. that. I can't, like, this is why we got to, like, I got to start taking some notes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I did not do my due diligence while I was out. I, I completely just zoned out for that week, so. Well, the last game that we that I talked about a little bit was, uh, you know, the drubbing that we gave the Columbus Blue Jackets because I remember mm-hmm. I mentioned a couple times that they still can't, seem to let go of the uh, of the sweep. You know, how many cups does a team have to win even in a row before people from NBC stopped talking about the Lightning got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets? What is kind of crazy to me is that a lot of people forget in 2010, first-round matchup between Boston and Philadelphia. Um, Boston went up three games to none, and Philly came back, and ended up pulling off the reverse sweep. And, I mean, it was a huge deal back then. Everybody was giving Boston hell for it. It was embarrassing. Um, But they kind of rewrote history the following year, winning their cup. Mm -hmm. Beating the the lightning in the process. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of waiting for, uh, you know, know, the, the sweep talk has definitely died, but still waiting for, you know, it to completely die. Well, as long as there are still talking heads 
from uh, the network formerly known as uh, NBC Sports Network, who have now been farmed out to either ESPN or TNT or whoever else. As long as those people still exist, I have a feeling they'll still be talking about it, even when you beat the team 7-2 to that they're talking about. Columbus has had a really bad run. I think – I can't remember if it was the game before the Lightning played them. They played Carolina. They go up 4 to nothing really quickly, and then – I'm not sure who goalie was, but they ended up letting in seven unanswered goals. So that was back-to-back games. They let in seven goals. It's the curse of Riley Nash. <laughs> I remember yeah, well, I bet at, at one point in time, teams outside of the Southeast were probably like thinking, oh, okay, this will be a fun little trip here because generally you're going to play Carolina, Tampa, and Florida all in one shot. You know, in, in a if not, at least two out of the three, if not all three, and now it's like murderers row, trying to do all three of those games in the span of like a week or a hand, yeah, a handful of days. Calgary got um, they got swept in their um Sun Belt uh Sun Belt run, lost to Tampa, Florida, Carolina. I mean, those are all hard teams to beat, but I mean the uh, what was it, the old Southeast Division? I mean, it used to be the laughing stock. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how how times change. It is kind of interesting that you know we're. I, I, it's weird to me that that Carolina is in the Metropolitan Division and not in our division. That seems kind of weird. Um, I, I mean, I would. I'm actually better off, you know, not having them in. I think it's better. Yeah, right now I'm happy as it is. Yeah, because it's like I mean, I, I you would think just by the name. Is that what is it, Atlantic and, and Metropolitan? I would consider Boston to be more Metropolitan than Raleigh, you know, and so I would consider Boston yeah. to be more fitting to be in the Metropolitan Division than they are in, in Atlantic, even though, yeah, they're on the Atlantic. But, I mean, all the teams are on the Atlantic, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the most baffling one to me is Detroit. I mean, I, I get that's kind of the way the league is, uh, you know, it's set up. We finally got an even 32 teams. Um, but still, you know, Detroit, it's kind of weird. Well, I, I wonder if, if the league would be better served if they swapped Nashville and Detroit. I think it would. I mean, Detroit, Detroit was always a Western – or not always, but they were predominantly a Western Conference team. I think they did the division switch, um, you know, before the, uh, the COVID divisions. Um Back well, in 2011, was, they, they were Western Conference, I believe. Was it at 11? It, has it been that recent? I thought it was actually a lot earlier than that. No, because I think it was when, um, yeah, it was when Atlanta uh, turned into Winnipeg. Um, they had to move a team over to the east. Um, so I think they picked Detroit, put them in the Atlantic. Huh. Well, I know there was some I legendary, could, totally uh, there were some legendary uh, Red Wings and Blackhawks rivalries going on for years and years. I know the, the the people that tend to be the most upset about Detroit being in the East are like Blackhawks fans because they like having that that rivalry going on. Uh, you know, although I guess if you were to think regionally, Nashville is central time zone, whereas Detroit is eastern time zone. So maybe regionally that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm not a fan of late games anyway. Me neither. You don't like the, the, the late night with the lightning? Listening to uh, to Paul Kennedy try and form a sentence when it's like four hours past his bedtime? 
Hey, there you go. And you're gone. And now you're back. There I am. Cool. Just cut that part out and post. No worries. You missed the punchline of the joke, though. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all good. I, it's my it, Comcast Wi-Fi. Comcast, eh? Vote, no, no. Voted worst, uh, worst, worst company in America, like ten years running. <laughs> what a record! <laughs> isn't um, isn't Bally? Isn't that a Comcast uh network? No, it's uh Sinclair. Sinclair. It is Sinclair. Oh, well. I don't know that Comcast has regional sports networks anymore. They had Chicago. Um, I think they had converted over to um. NBC Sports, because NBC, I think, was Chicago uh, after a while. So I don't know that Comcast does, or Xfinity. You know, it's, you know when your company has to change their name that mm-hmm. that they're pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they, if they have to hide who they actually are. Like, I know, uh, what, Kellogg's is taking their name off a lot of stuff right now. They're going through some shit. Yeah. My girlfriend told me she said we're not buying anything Kellogg's. I I just can't keep. She's up. taking taking a stand. I don't know. She she just told me she's definitely buying Kellogg's shit. <laughs> How are you going to get rid of like Frosted Flakes? Come on. I was about to say. I mean, th- that girl can eat a Pop Tart. <laughs> oh man, Pop Tarts, huh? I I like Pop Tarts and I like Toaster Strudels, and I never see Toaster Strudels anymore. I only see Pop Tarts, but you can always find a Pop Tarts. I think you, I think they probably take Pop Tarts to space. <laughs> I can't blame them. All right, how about some hockey? Yeah, how about some hockey? Indeed. So the last game I talked about last week, uh, Columbus. We had a, a, a the next game. We started uh, against Calgary. Calgary came to town for a rematch of uh, our first Stanley Cup. And uh, that did mark the return, the return of Nikita Kucherov himself. I was, uh, I think the NHL or somebody made a post um, about Kucherov returning and some, some, somebody commented, it was like the worst day to be a Flames fan. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a bad day to be a Flames fan, a bad week really, but um, yeah. Um, when I saw that we were letting, uh, putting Nash on waivers, I knew immediately he's coming back. He was close. I think he was close for a little bit. It did kind of come as a surprise. Honestly, I was expecting to not see him probably until like March, but I thought I he know was a lot close, of people right? were expecting him to be out for the whole season. Well, we just get so used to it. We were so used to it from last year. It happened once. Yeah, I know. But just that it, it was so long that people just assume that he's only going to show up for the playoffs like we talked about before. So it's actually really nice to have him back. Oh, absolutely. I, I just hate the, the like, Kucherov haters. He was out for one, you know, extended period. Yeah, it did happen to be a whole season. You know, it was a 56-game season. Um, but anytime he goes down, even with, you know, a sore leg or something, if he if he's, you know, hurting on the bench or, you know, People are like, oh, he's out for the season. Like, eh, kind of a tired joke. It was funny at one point. Now, now it's kind of tired. I blame Reddit. Eh, that's, the, that's the easy answer. Blame Reddit. Well, generally, if there's bad takes involved, I blame Reddit. I'm on Facebook too much. That's where I see a lot of it. Does that place still exist? Yes, and I'm still on. All right, man. I got to give you credit. <laughs> no, it's pretty terrible. All of it's pretty terrible. I don't know why I'm any, on much of any social media. So what are your takeaways from the uh, the Flames Lightning game? We got uh, we oh, won four cool. to four to one. 
it was brutal. I mean, um, who got it started? It was uh, Corey Perry from uh, from Belmar. Um, it, I mean, it, it was a killer game all around. Um, so far removed, I, you know, I'm struggling to remember. You know, the Lightning definitely did have a little bit of issues getting into sync, and I probably was a challenge. Um, you know, fitting Kucherov back in, but you know, we finally have an established first line, uh, keeping that line together from the playoffs last year. Point Cooch Pally, boy, has Palat been on a tear as well? He's got four goals in five games or something, but uh, back on topic. I mean, again, it took a little bit for them to get in sync, but I mean, Kucherov on the score sheet pretty much right away. Um, yeah, he did. He had an assist on the. Uh, he had an assist on the first. Uh, actually, he had a, his first assist on the Braden Point goal, which was the, uh, the our second goal. Mm-hmm. There were there were no goals at all in the first period. Uh, Perry scored one in the second from uh, Belmar and Hedman, and then in the third is when the floodgates opened. Uh, Point had one from Cooch and uh, Ryan McDonough. Palat had one from Cooch, and then Kalorn uh, had one from uh, Stammer and McDonough. Oh yeah, and that came right after the Pallant goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fourteen like seconds. Fifteen seconds. Fourteen seconds. Fourteen seconds after. I'm looking here. Ten ten and ten twenty four. And uh, <laughs> for some strange reason, they they don't like to uh, let Vassy have a shutout, so they gave up a goal to uh, to uh, Dylan Dubé with uh, four minutes left. It was quite a nice, you know, top shelf snipe, but still, I mean. He played. He played a really good game. I mean, we definitely did smother the Flames. No pun intended. Um, it, it definitely was unfortunate. And also going back to last night, you know, you're, you're you know five minutes away from closing it out, and I could have used those points in fantasy for that shutout. <laughs> you do. Uh, you do fantasy hockey. This is actually my first season doing it, but I, I do have a powerhouse team. I didn't need those points. All right. I've never done, I've done football and I've done baseball. I do those two every year, but I've never done hockey. I think I just, I love the lightning too much and I'm such a homer when it comes to fantasy teams. It's really difficult for me to be impartial. It's a little easier with, with football cause you barely play, you know, you don't play all the teams. Um, and baseball is like really impersonal. So it's easy for that. But hockey, it's like, I would, I just root for the, for my guys too much. And I'd be really upset if I was playing somebody that had somebody on the lightning yeah, when I started, I had um, I, I draft I, I drafted first overall, and I chose Vasilevsky, and of course, Cooch went number two or three. I forget. We did the snake draft, um, so I've been bugging my friend all season. I'm like, "Give me Cooch, give me Cooch. He's out. He's doing nothing for you. You need the points." I was gonna give him, I was gonna give him Artemi Panarin, and he wouldn't do it. He wanted Vaz, and that that that's the last player I'm gonna give up. My other friend wanted Headman or had Headman. I wanted him. And I also I took point as well, but I ended up trading him for Drysidle, which, you know, I want point on my team, but if you're trading for Drysidle, I mean, I'm not gonna say no to that. So in like in in fantasy football, generally the first player that you draft is almost always a running back. So in hockey, is the first player you draft almost always a goalie? Dude, I don't know. This is my first season doing it, and I'm not in a very competitive league. There's uh, there's eight people in it, and there's only like three of us that take it seriously. So um, the, the standings reflect that. But um, 
I've I've heard um, I've heard drafting a goalie can be either really good or really bad. I mean Vasilevsky on the projections, he was going first overall, and I'm like, that's my guy. He's the only Lightning jersey I own. I'm taking him. But it was a really tough battle between him and Cooch. Hmm. Um, but no, I'm not sure. And I when I did my so I also did a uh, football uh, fantasy football. It's my first season doing it. First season ever really paying attention to football. I hopped right on the bandwagon, but I took Mike Evans uh, with my first pick. Well, that's not a bad pick to take. Uh, for Hell sure. no, I love Mike Evans. I mean, I love him too. Um, I Usually a, a really good running back or a really good wide receiver are going to be one of your first two picks in, um, in fantasy football. Everyone wants to go or think everyone would think logically that the quarterback would be who you'd want to take first, but they're almost never like, if you look at the, the rankings, of the players, they're almost never in like the top 20 or 30. It's all running backs and wide receivers. You get the, yeah, I was you doing get your it, quarterback in like the fourth roommate. round. I was doing it with my roommate and he, um, he was trying to like coach me through it. I'm like, dude, I want, you know, I want Tom Brady right now. He's like, no draft him in the fourth and you know, he'll still be there. I'm like, no, I want him now. Why can't I take him now? <laughs> I just didn't understand it. Yeah, it gets it gets um, it gets good, pretty competitive the more you play it, and it, it's it's so much more fun with football because you have to wait all week for it, and um, there's just so few games that like you're really banking on a player, and like you're checking your phone an hour before game time because you've got this one guy who's doubtful and he's a game time decision, and then you you go out and you get drunk the night before and you wake up and you're like you completely missed the deadline and now he's locked and you can't change him on your roster and your whole week is now shot. Oh yeah. I also picked Fournette, and, um, the first game he was, uh, the first game he missed, I forget who they played, but, um, was it the bills? I forget. Um, but I kept him in cause again, I'm, I'm not like a, you know, crazy, you know, football guy. I'm not really, I don't really know what's going on, but I knew, um, I knew Fournette was going to be out at least till playoffs, if not longer. And uh, I left him in, and I lost by like, uh, like ten points. And I forget um, who my uh, my other running back was, and he had like fifteen. I was, damn it, just because I forgot to take him out. <laughs> it takes practice. So you get bad. used to it. It takes practice. The more you do it, the better you get, or the worse you get. As uh, as was, like I did two t- two leagues this year, and I completely shat the bed in one and made the playoffs in the other and lost by like one point. If you're but, doing two leagues, are you picking different, like completely different players? Uh, it just depends on who's available. Um, I had similar players on the team. Like I, I had an overlap probably of about three or four players, but not very many. Like I had two completely different uh, starting quarterbacks and um, I did have the same starting running back on both teams because it just so happened they were both available. Uh, on both drafts, but I could have done a little bit better. I'm a, I'm a homer. I'm a homer. So it's hard with fantasy. I do the same thing with baseball. I pick nothing but raised players and it, and it bites me in the ass every time I do it. I got close. I mean, I had a, I had a 500 record. I was seven and seven, which I was very impressed because I mean, I was not, I did not finish last. I did not finish last. So that was all I was hoping for. Well, yeah. I mean, if your first time, absolutely. Yeah, um, especially because I don't know a damn thing about football. I know, I know, you know, go Bucks. So I, I picked Brady Evans, Fournette, and uh, Ronald Jones, and then, and then I just simmed the rest. 
Well, if you don't know anything about football, then you're perfectly suitable to be a football referee. <laughs> All right, well, let's go back to hockey. So the Flames game, uh, we had 33 shots on goal. Uh, pretty good. Uh, we were missing Ross Colton. He was in the protocol. Uh, and But we had pretty much everybody else that mattered. Um, so wound up being a pretty good game. So that was a win. Fast forward the, a couple days later where we play uh, Boston at home, and that was not so good. We, yeah, it was probably one of the toughest home losses this season. Um, you know, it, it was hard to watch for me. You know, you, you could tell right out of the gate they just weren't feeling it. Um, I mean, Kucherov did have a great game. He had something like six shots on net. He had some really clean chances, but uh, the Boston defense – they would not give us any room. The, the the Bruins, as much as it pains me to say it, they played a really good game. They they had a lot to prove. They had a lot riding on it. Um, and I, and I, I'm not so sure that the Lightning had a bad game, but I think it was one of those games where they get a little cocky. You ever notice that? Yes, and this actually leads me to our – audience participation question tonight. So if you're listening and you want to answer this question, you can leave us a voicemail at 727-416-0613, or you can email us. Uh, All this will be in the show notes. But what do we call a game where you are, you know, you're not tanking, but you don't want to win the President's Cup. So it's, it's okay to lose once in a while, even if it's embarrassing to a rival like the Rats from Boston, what what do you think we should call a game like that? Do you have any ideas? Oh, man, that's a good one. I'm not clever enough for that. I mean, um, what, did, what did you call that um, that Canadians game, the, the perfect tank game? That's I the mean, perfect how, tank game because they're actually tanking the entire season, but we're not tanking the season. We just don't want to win the President's Cup. So it's not yeah. it's not a tank game. I want to win the division. I do not want to win the league. I mean, what what a, what a great spot to be in. Exactly. That you can kind of have that choice. But we got to come up with a cool term. We got to coin this term. That's how social media works these days. We come up with a with a funny term like on fleek or some dumb shit like that that these kids are saying. So yeah, somebody gotta, can help us out with that. Yeah. So, you know, if you're listening to the show right now and you, you got like a cool term for that, uh, reach out to us and let us know because we're we're interested in, in coining a new term and we'll definitely give you give you some credit on that. So that's what I would consider that game against Boston because uh, what's his name? The rat Marshawn was everywhere. I mean, he was everywhere. Every time I think I start to like not like Marshawn, but like give him an inkling of credit. I'm like, okay, he's a good player. I lose it all. I lose it all. Yeah. Cause then he plays I mean, you and you watch him and you're like, you asshole. Yeah. I mean, did you hear him chirping Pat Maroon? What did he say? He said, I fucking own you Brad Marchand to Pat Maroon. Oh, and Lord. I'm trying to think one single time where Brad Marchand or the Boston Bruins have, owned Pat Maroon because I'm really struggling to think of one. I mean, I, I think back to uh, the, the, the 2019 final. No, Marshawn lost to Pat Maroon. 
yeah, trying to think back very, to the 2020 uh, In a very playoffs. dramatic fashion, too. Like a very dramatic mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah, Marshawn was dramatic. I think back to the 2020 playoffs where we gave them the old gentleman's sweep. Marshawn lost to uh, Pat Maroon. I, I, I just – I don't see it. And Maroon said something about, I got three cup rings, buddy. What do you got? One from a decade ago? Something like that. I can't remember. I, I You know, it's just – I don't know. Marshawn's chirps, they're – they're not that good. Well, at least it was not a shutout. Thank goodness uh, that we did get a couple of goals from Andre the Giant and uh, Braden Point in the third period. Um, Andre got one 24 seconds in. Uh, Braden Point added one at the 11:20 mark. It was too little, too late at that point. We were down four to nothing, and then made it four to two and. Once uh, the rat scored again, that pretty much sealed it. Uh, we couldn't get much past uh, Olmark, which, whenever I hear his name, I'm I think of greeting cards. <laughs> From what I understand, Tuka Rask is going to come back. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, he had just signed his PTO with uh, the Providence Bruins. And I believe for him to sign a minor league PTO or something, he has to play at least one game down there. And I'm not sure if he's played it yet or not, but I know he's officially signed. So we'll be seeing him sometime soon. Uh, I know a lot of Bruins fans are not happy that they let go of uh, Dan Vladar, who's really coming into his own in Calgary. I mean, he's having a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, except for was, that game the other day. Yeah, he yeah. Played us. <laughs> um, he's got something like three shutouts or something. I mean, this was a nobody goalie. We did light him up in the playoffs, uh, 2020, uh, we scored, uh, yeah, yeah. We scored, uh, four against him and four against another goalie, same game. Um, but yeah, Vladar, I mean, he's a great goalie and yeah, Bruins fans are not happy with Olmark. So, but I'm sure you know this. I mean, Bruins fans are toxic and yes, they're yes. excited to have Rask back, who has always been the, the whipping boy for the last 10 years or so. I, I, I thought he was done, as in mentally and physically. You know, he didn't the, – the, the bubble year kind of messed him up a little bit, and he didn't want to play anymore. So hearing him come back is just weird to me. Yeah, he um I know he left for personal reasons. There was something going on with his daughter, she was sick or something, but he had checked out well before that. I mean he, he made a quote while they were still doing the um it wasn't even the yeah, it was the seeding games. I forget the round robin. He said mm-hmm. something like it doesn't even feel like NHL games. Right. And so from that point on, if you say that to the media, I mean, you are completely checked out. You're at a different level in your own head. Mm-hmm. You know, what you say to the media is not what you know, you're truly actually thinking, but you know, if you let that slide, you're, you're not mentally there. Unless, uh, unless you're Robin Leonard. Oh God. That guy's got no filter. I love him. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You need that. You need, somebody's got to say it. You need people like that in the league. That'll, that'll let that stuff out. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm grateful. We have somebody like Robin Laner who, you know, he calls it as it is. I mean, he's a no BS kind of guy, you know, he's not, toxic or cancerous is not calling out you know random people for random shit he's actually you know pretty pretty smart and accurate with all the uh you know all the shit that he does say you know it's mm-hmm. really commendable and respectable the, the fact that he can speak out against the you know the the hand that that feeds him 
Yeah, and he's not a bad goalkeeper either. Not at all, no. Not a bad goalkeeper at all. I went, Before he played for Vegas, he played for Vancouver, I believe. No, he was played – he hopped around a little bit. It was um, – No, Buffalo. He, he was got, in Buffalo. He got drafted by Ottawa, traded to Buffalo, um, signed with the Islanders for that one season. He won the Jennings Trophy with Thomas Grice. Uh, ends up signing with Chicago, signs with Chicago, and they traded, Chicago traded him to Vegas. No, no, he, he was actually with the Maple Leafs for like, he got traded, oh God, I can't remember, uh, unimportant, but he went to the Leafs and then they traded him to Chicago, Chicago traded him to Vegas, and that's where he is now. So I got him confused with uh the goalkeeper for the used to be for Vancouver. I don't know where he's at now. Markstrom. And oh, he's in Calgary as well. Because I'm picturing there, I'm picturing his goalie helmet, which is like the worst goalie helmet in the league. At least it was. He just had like a human head painted on it. So when you're looking at his goalie mask, all you see are these big old ears that are painted on the side of it. So I couldn't really, I couldn't really take him seriously as a goalie. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was awful. I mean, have you seen uh, Anton Hudobin's uh, mask? He's got uh, Dobby from Harry Potter on the back of it. I that's fine with me. You know, if they call you no, Dobby, and cool. like I like it. You know, it it's it's definitely not, you know, Bishop's Tron, but it's it's cool. It's cool enough. Such an underrated mask, that Bishop mask. I love that mask. That yeah, and he even uh, brought it over to Dallas. Who was so our backup before? Louis DeBang, he only played for us for a short period of time, but he had, and I can't remember who it was, but he had... Was it Peter uh, Budai? It might have been Budai, but he had Ned Flanders dressed like Thor with a hammer on his helmet, and it was like the best hockey helmet that I had ever seen. I don't know if it was Budai. It was somebody that played for us for a very short period of time. It was only a handful of games because... that that beautiful helmet was only in existence for a very short period of time, and then I think Budai came back. It was I think when Budai was on the shelf, and we had a second. Uh, uh, oh wait, you know who it was? I think it was that Latvian guy, uh, the Latvian kid, the one that was really good in uh, the World Cup or the Juniors or something like that. And he was uh, a minor leaguer for the Lightning for a while, uh, and it started with an, I think his name started with an L. I can't I can't remember. But anyways, Lindback. No, not Anders Lindback. No, no, definitely. He was terrible. This was, this was well after him. Uh, I can't think of his name, but anyways, no, it's, yeah, it's, backup goalies in the lightning don't go together. Well, no, I mean, I mean, Domingue was awesome, but that was, we were awesome. And Domingue just happened to be in, the Hey, goal. you know what? He gets the wins. I mean, I, I mean, he, he was, I loved Louis Domingue. He, he was an awesome uh, character, but his stats don't necessarily reflect that. Well, he he was he was goofy footed, and he got a whole bunch of wins in a row. And yeah, all I know is 10, every time 10. I watch the uh, the Lightning and and they bring up you know who the starting goalkeepers are, they're like, oh, and, and uh, Vasilevsky's leading the league in wins. All right, well then they matter somewhat. Wins matter, but you know a lot of um, um credited hockey people they'll tell you you know wins are team sport or team stat. It's the same um, with pitchers in baseball. Yeah, exactly. exactly I mean, I'll still, I, it's still very impressive, but 
the the underlying stats and even the advanced stats. I mean, they'll, they'll point you in other directions, but uh, luckily for us, Vasilevsky's got all the stats on his side. I still can't believe there's people that say that the Lightning defense carry him. I still can't believe that. Those are people that clearly have never watched a game. <laughs> they no, on, you're honest, honestly right. I mean, they're they, they just people that don't watch the Lightning at all. They think we've got the most stellar defense in the world, and it's got it's got its holes. You know, it, uh, unfortunate to say, it's it's not the best. It, it is not. It is a great decor for sure, but without Vasilevsky, this team would not be anywhere near as good as it is. I mean, if they just had, you know, Joe Schmo and that, and we've seen the results of that. Well, we have amazing offensive defensive players and a couple of those offensive defensive players just happen to also be really good at defense. Victor Hedman obviously being one of them, McDonough being one of them, but we don't have, you know, that was why it was so important to have Savard last year because you needed the guy that wasn't going to be the scoring threat. You know, because you need him to be able to be a rock in the back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, he's anyone... really turning into that. Who's that? Cal Foot. Good. I don't. I don't know if you have ISO camped him the last couple of games, but I thought he has been awesome in these last five games. He has been great. I mean, I know that tough loss loss against Boston and that Rangers loss. You know, don't necessarily reflect that, but I think. I mean, if you just look back to um, the Buffalo game. I mean, he saved two goals. That goal line save with his foot there, the stick. Mm-hmm. I already saved that when Vazzy was way out of the crease. And um, early in the game when they got that breakaway, uh, he shoots it, Vazzy saves it, but they uh, Buffalo had a trailer on the other wing um, just behind Cal Foot, And the rebound comes right out to him and Foot just barely taps it away. I mean, he's been extremely defensively responsible. And I think it's because he finally, not finally, but I, I think he knows that his role, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be Victor Hedman or Sergachev. Uh, if he wants to stay in this league, he has to adapt to his defensive role. And he's a, he's a big, heavy guy. I mean, he, he is perfect and built for that. And I think if he really accepts his role, which he's starting to do, he, he will turn into a, uh, you know, a great right-handed shutdown defenseman, which is something we desperately need and he's still young he's a baby so if you can be good now and just get better and better and learn behind the best which is what he's doing then what more can you ask for no next next game you're watching just just try to pick out 52 and, and just just watch i mean he, he he and you know this isn't you know i wasn't a fan of his not that i hated him or anything you know he's not andre schuster but um I mean, you can definitely tell he's made leaps and bounds in his progress as a player. This is the year to do it. And, and it's, it's the expectations coming in weren't quite as high this year as they were before. And so if you're going to start proving yourself, this is a good year to do it because it's only going to help, you know, and once, once your team has won two cups, a third, I mean, the second one was obviously bonus. The third one is like double bonus. So you know, get out there and show what you can do right now, which, you know, Foot is doing and Radish is doing as well. So that was the... You can uh, see confidence building up in Radish's game as well. Oh, he had a couple of um, amazing opportunities last night. Mm-hmm. Shots that looked really good. Espo but, would be proud. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where's my... Uh, like, he, he's not afraid to whip that puck at all. Oh, I thought I had my Espo handy. Oh, well. 
So after <laughs> after the uh, the Boston game, we were supposed to uh, do a little road trip back to back from New Jersey and uh, Buffalo. The New Jersey game got postponed, which makes no sense to me whatsoever, considering I had to, you know, incredibly good tickets to a game that should have been postponed. <laughs> so I want to know what kind of funky algorithm and algebra they are using to decide what games they're going to postpone and what games they aren't. Because when you got when you literally got to field two minor league goalies, how do you not postpone that game? But a, a handful of people on the Devils do, and and that shuts the whole thing down. I wish I knew. I, I wish I knew what the the benchmark was. If it's you know, X amount of forwards, X amount of D. I want, I wonder if that's what it is, but well, two, two goalies, like you're starting two goalies aren't enough. <laughs> I mean, let's list <laughs> no, off that, everyone that else that it. was gone. Colton was gone that game. Um, who else was gone that game? Cause we, uh, oh man, there were a whole, a Sorelli was gone that game. Uh, we were playing with like Radish's cousin or brother or whatever. And we were playing with, uh, Ely and Day and Fortier, like all of those people were, were, were playing in that game, not to mention the two, uh, not to mention the two goalies. So, and, and at that particular game, Florida only was missing one guy. So you would think, let's make this a fair competition. That wasn't a fair competition at all. Yeah. I, I don't know. This league is crazy. I mean, if you look at it optimistically, we don't have to play a back-to-back now. Um, you know, Vasilevsky could probably get the start uh, whenever this makeup date is. If they, you know, decide to not give us a back-to-back, if it is just a single isolated game, because so I think that's only the second game we've had postponed. Maybe the third. Um, well, it was this one, Arizona, and um, there was one other one. I'm pretty sure that that got uh, that got postponed. But I know Arizona. And, yeah, it was a Colorado and, game. Yeah, Arizona, Colorado, and now and now New Jersey, and they've only got what two? Is it two weeks or three weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks is the Olympic break. I heard a stat the other day. It was something like there have been 85, and this is old now. There's been 80 to 85 games already postponed this season. And if we get to the 120 mark, uh, by the time this break is supposed to happen, uh, we, they're just not going to have enough time to fill that two week gap with, you know, all these postponed games. And at the rate that these games are getting postponed, I mean, they're going to well eclipse that, uh, 120 mark. Hmm. And we're not even thinking about after that break. I mean, there's the all-star break. They're not going to play any games during that. Um, but yeah, after that Olympic break, I mean, they, they're really going to have to crunch time if games are still being postponed. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Fortunately, uh, with all the guys that we had that had it, now they are supermen. And so there should be no reason whatsoever for them to have to go out again. Knock on wood or knock on this uh, compressed sawdust that Ikea says is wood. <laughs> So going forward from the uh, travesty that was the Boston game, we were uh, supposed to play New Jersey. We did not. So we ended up going to Buffalo and having a whale of a game all around. The star of the show being, of course, Nikita Kucherov. Who Did he do something good? Oh, he did this. <laughs> yes, he got a hat trick, folks. He got a hat trick, and a beautiful hat trick it was. 
that was just a gorgeous game to watch. And the nice thing is, and this is exactly what happened with the Boston game. Um, you know, I had a date night the night before. So, you know, fortunately ESPN plus got their video on demand working. And so I was able to watch it the following morning, like avoid all, all contact. Like my dad watches the games at the same time and he tries to text me when he's watching it. And I'm like, not watching, not watching. Don't tell me a thing because I'm going in fresh. So of course the Boston game completely ruined my Sunday morning, but because I got to stay home for about half a day off of work this morning, I had it on and it was a pleasant, a pleasant thing to wake up to because they played great from top to bottom. It was good, but there still were some flaws that I noticed that were plaguing us in the last two games. And uh, really the only flaw is bad line changes. I mean, it, it killed us in the Boston game, and it definitely hurt. Not hurt, but, you know, it was noticeable in that Calgary game as well. But, I mean, with, with such offensive weapons we have on defense, like Hedman and Sergachev, I mean, obviously they are going to get uh, caught up forward, but um, th- there were five, four or five breakaways in that Buffalo game, and luckily none of those breakaways – they scored on um, Vasilevsky got uh, stopped all of them and uh, Sergachev, uh, he made a good defensive play on one of them, but uh, just, just pretty poor line changes. Uh, it, it, that's pretty good when that's the only critique that I do have. Uh, there were quite were a few breakaways. Buffalo did get a, a handful of, of breakaways that I noticed as well. And that, one of them was not completely the lightning's fault. It was a, a nice chip off of the, off of the glass, right. Uh, right before the bench, uh, bounced out right to center ice. And I forget who it was, but the Buffalo player had a step. Um, that headman, uh, where he blew a tire, though, that's that's just bad luck. I mean, that's a one-in-a-million chance. That was weird, and it looked really embarrassing when it happened. I felt bad for Victor. Me too. Me too. There's nobody that beats himself up more than Victor Hedman. I mean, he probably – maybe Kucherov. But, yeah, we're, we're all – upset and there's nobody more upset than himself. Yeah. I think uh, you can always see evidence of Hedman beating himself up. I think that's why his cheek is always so red. <laughs> that's actually a birthmark. Well, it's a good thing he has a beard all the time. Yeah. That's the I, reason why he does have a, that beard. He's got a big birthmark, like right on the side of his chin. I would too. I would too. <laughs> and speaking of, speaking of faces, something that made me happy last night, or actually I should say this morning when I watched it, because I, I closet root for the for the Sabres. Actually, it's not even closet. I'll, I'll pull for the Sabres. The reason why Absolutely. is one of my best friends is a diehard Sabres fan, so I'll, I'll always support them, and they're a struggling team. Now, granted, if they all of a sudden turn magic and get you know dominant all the time, I probably won't support them anymore, but the chances of that mm-hmm. happening any time this century is pretty low. But uh, Darlene, Rasmus Darlene, it's nice to see that his face cleared up a little bit. Like I think maybe he's passed his puberty finally, uh, you know, he shed his, he shed his baby skin um, because his first couple of years in the league, he was kind of rough to look at when you, you know, it's, you kind of want players to wear the full face cage when, when they have a face like that. I know I'm being petty right now, but it was just something that I noticed last night that, Hey, it, you know, maybe some of that money went to some good cream. I'm just laughing at your segue. Speaking of faces. <laughs> well, it's just something I noticed because I'm not like you're an infinitely better analyst of hockey than I am. I'm like, yay, puck go in, good. But <laughs> like I'll notice things like this because it's, you know, what else am I going to look at? So, did you get 
Did you notice him get completely burned on that Kucherov goal? Yeah, he's he's still got some some work to do for for his uh, high up. Is now, grant that he's been in, put into the worst. So he's he's basically like got Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence syndrome, where he you know he yeah. just got put into the absolute worst and most dysfunctional system like a really good player can get into. So you kind of feel bad for him, but it's nice to get a little bit better, but you're still going to have, I guess he still has some mistakes there. He definitely does. He's still super young, but I'm happy to see that Buffalo is uh, letting, uh, well, it's not really their choice, but Owen Power going back to uh, going back to school and uh, developing a little bit more. And because uh, he, yeah, he was the recent number one overall pick, uh, another uh, defenseman going to Buffalo. And so it, it, it's good to see him at least, you know, stay down, develop a little bit more, you know, play, play in these leagues just to really set yourself up for the NHL. Cause they just threw Dolly in out there, just threw him to the wolves. He, he, you know, it's, it's okay to be drafted and put on a bad team, but he was in a bad situation all around. And, you know, hard to say any of it was his fault is, you know, it's management and coaching's fault, but that, I'm not going to say they rushed his development. You're a number one overall pick. You don't, you know, development's not a huge, huge factor when you do go number one, but mm-hmm. especially when you're like that concrete number one, there's no question. But again, just, just an unfortunate scenario. And again, he's still so young. Buffalo is still, you know, they're pretty deep in the midst of their rebuild. But I mean, someday, someday he'll be a star. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh Speaking of crazy turnarounds about uh, Vancouver, when uh, when they Bruce, picked, there it is. Oh yeah, Bruce Boudreaux. They, uh, I think they haven't lost in regulation since he took over. It's like eight zero and one, I think. Well, they did just lose to the Panthers last night. That five doesn't to count. One, yeah, five to one or five to two. That doesn't count when you come down and play the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. We we bring this up because our next game is against uh, Vancouver uh, tomorrow, I believe. Should be tomorrow. Is it at home? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Perfect. They are going to play uh, Vancouver next at home, and then they have. Let's see. Let's take a look at upcoming games. What is today? Today's okay, today's Thursday. Oh yeah, it's it's January twelfth, folks. I don't know if I said that at the beginning or not. Yeah. So tomorrow on Thursday the thirteenth, we do have Vancouver at seven o'clock Eastern time, not Nashville time. Uh, we do not play on Friday. Saturday, we have Dallas coming into uh, to Tampa on uh, Saturday, and then we go on our West Coast trip. Three straight ten o'clock games. And they're all in, and even uh, ten thirty ones sprinkled in. It's not even like a. Uh, it's not. They're not weekend ones either. So you can't. You can't like have that excuse to stay up late. So like, what uh, Tuesday? Is uh is uh L.A. We go to L.A. Mm-hmm. and then Thursday should be Thursday is the twentieth. We do not play the Ducks. On, we don't. Or the Ducks is the next game, and then the Sharks. Yeah, so we got L.A. on Tuesday. We got nothing on Wednesday. On Thursday, we got nothing on Thursday. How that's weird. West Coast hockey fans live the easiest life. So we got the Ducks on Friday. So we get to go to L.A on Tuesday and stay there for two days and then play Anaheim on Friday. Oh, wait. Oh, it's a two day gap. Yeah. But then it's a back to back. It's, it's, it's Tuesday. You're off Wednesday and Thursday. Then you play Friday at Anaheim, which is, you know, 15 minutes. If there were zero cars on the planet in an hour and a half 
when there are cars on the planet to get from uh, Staples Center to, I think it's the Honda Center. And then on a back-to-back where you got to go, this make this schedule makes no sense whatsoever. You you have two-day gap for for two teams in the same city, and then you have a, a back-to-back where you got to go all the way up to San, uh, San Jose, which is like a, a seven-hour, a six- or seven-hour drive from L.A. to San... I mean, granted, they're probably going to take a little puddle jumper, but still, mm-hmm. like, you would think you would do the back-to-back L.A. and Anaheim and then have your two-day gap and play San Jose. So that... I don't understand that at all. I wish I knew. I wish. So that's Saturday. We got the Ducks on Saturday, the, um, the uh, 22nd. And then we don't play again until looks like, um, well, it's not Monday. It's not Tuesday. Then we got a couple day gap after that, like a four day gap after that. Yeah. We don't play what again until New Jersey, New Jersey comes down on the, on the 27th. So that's just odd. This schedule is just weird. Don't look at the schedule folks. It'll, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll stab your eyes out trying to figure out what the hell these people are doing. You, um, you familiar with Sean Avery? I am not. Sean Avery. He was a uh, he played for the Kings, the Red Wings, but most famously with the Rangers. Uh, he also played for Dallas for a stint. Um, but he is notorious for uh, just being the NHL's biggest pest. He was an asshole. He was a chirper. He played hard. He was. I'm not gonna call him dirty. He was just annoying. You know, he was never he was never a kind of guy to cheap shot or slew foot. But I mean. He was, you know, he'd be cross-checking you. He, he would never make it easy on you. He could chirp. Um, you, you must know him. I mean, you've probably seen that uh, video of uh, the Rangers playing the Devils, and it was uh, Marty Brodeur in that, and the guy who's facing Marty Brodeur waving the stick oh, in his yes, face. Oh, yes, yes. That's Sean Avery. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so, again, just the most infamous pest in NHL history, you either hate him, 99% of people hate him. I'm that 1% that loves him. He is he, he is awesome. He is an asshole, but he's also, also you know, a good stand-up guy. He does, he does his own podcast. He, he's kind of getting too political for me, but um, he, he likes to do his uh, junior analysis. And um, if you follow him on Instagram, he, he just, you know, goes up to his TV and he's just taking a video of the game. But he does his little play-by-play analysis, and he's a big Lightning fan. He has been for the last couple of years uh, during the first cup run. He, um, you know, he loves Sergachev. He loves Hedman. He, he's in love with the whole team. But um, during that first cup run, he, he really got into it. And then the second cup run, he was – on us, you know, he was like lightning all the way. These are my guys. These are my guys. And, you know, it's weird. You know, he's had no, no affiliation or, you know, any kind of relevance with the lightning ever, but, um, you know, he, he saw a hot team and chose them and he's been riding with us ever since. But if you, if you get a chance, check Sean Avery out on Instagram, his, uh, his, his play by play is pretty funny. Again, he's just standing right up against his TV with his phone there. But again, he, He's about as big as a lightning homer as it gets. He was saying all game last night, he was like, whoever the hell the head coach of Buffalo is needs to get fired. These guys suck. Go go and watch it after this. Well, I think I know what our first uh, project is on this show then is to uh, try and get Sean Avery to be a guest. Oh, God. I'll try my best. Hey, just just hit him up enough and tell tell him we've got dozens of listeners. (laughs) Speaking of uh, all all our fan love us. 
<laughs> Speaking of, uh, of, of, of infamous people, uh, there has been chatter that we were looking at uh, Evander Kane, which uh, no. from, from my humble uh, view would be one of the worst things that our team could ever do. Why would we want Antonio Brown back? Exactly. <laughs> I get he's a good player, but there's a reason why he gets, you know, controversy follows him everywhere that he goes, every team. And again, he's a great player. Um, you don't even know who I'm talking about right now. They're the same player. Um, they, they they work interchangeably, Brown and Kane. But this team doesn't, first of all, they don't need him. So why would they want him? Uh, I've, I've seen, there, there are other teams that need him. I don't, as opposed to Antonio Brown, I think Evander Kane still has at least one more tiny shot. One more shot. I, th- I think Brown is, he's done. Um, but I, I've heard uh, Kane to the Oilers. That, that, that's the most rumblings that I've heard. Well, it's probably a good thing he doesn't come down because of the proximity of Amelie Arena to the Hard Rock uh, Casino. <laughs> because I, you know, Jesus, it doesn't, like, it's not that far. It's only like a 20 minute drive. So you just don't want to put somebody in the kind of situation where they're going to be that tempted. It's so bad. Well, at least, uh, at least you can't bet on sports in Florida. Can he not? Is that it, really? Oh, is I that, that's what all betting. those, that's what all those really terrible commercials are about. <laughs> the one <laughs> oh, where it's God, like I all kids. That. And then there's another one where it's like all old people They're like tell these, you know, tell these people to buzz off or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't take my political opinions from, from like really badly done commercials. Hell no. Nope. Nope. So, um, uh, yeah. So what, what else is going on? What, uh, what, what else do you want to talk about? We got a good few minutes left here before, uh, before it's time. Last thing for me, as much as I did slander, you know, all social media in the beginning of the show, it does have its good thing. You probably have not heard of him. He's, he's been on Instagram for a couple of years, but um, even before he was with the lightning, he was a BOGO all-star. He's the biggest Zach Bogosian fan on planet Earth. He's a, he's a Buffalo fan. I don't, I don't know him personally. I've just been following him for the last couple of years. But on every NHL post, he would always be commenting, vote BOGO into the all-star game. BOGO for Norris. You know, it just just always pestering, pestering, and pestering. And it became such a uh, a meme in the hockey community. Um but it, it mainly picked up steam this year. Um, the game that I actually went to, it was the uh, – I went to two this year. I went to the Kings game and the – I can't remember. But Bogo scored the first goal, and he, he just had an absolute whale of a game. And Bogo Norris, I mean, he's all over it. He's posting everything. He's like, the only reason the Lightning won tonight is because Bogo scored. You know, it's all it's all just a joke. You know, you know Zach Bogosian. He's not – Headman or McCarr or anybody, Zach Bogosian. No, yeah, he's not yeah. special, but we, I love him. I love Zach Bogosian. He's awesome. But I know he's faced a lot of ridicule in Buffalo and Toronto and even Atlanta, Winnipeg. Um, but I like him in Tampa. And I really like this kid's uh, enthusiasm and his tenacity about it. And it's become such a good, funny joke that even the guys are starting to get in on it. Because after that game where he scored that goal, uh, Sergachev posted Bogo for Norris. Um, like seeing that, uh, you know, this kid's just posting. He, if Bogo posts something, you know, he's 
uh, Bogo Norris has his notifications on. He's the first one commenting. If it's anything <laughs> Bogo related, anything Lightning related, he's on it. Anything All Star related, vote Bogo into the All Star game. This kid, he he is funny. He's on it. But last night, uh, he he lives in Buffalo. He went to the game and he had his <sighs> he had a flag printed out, like a full size like uh you know flag you'd have in your yard that says Bogo for Norris. And <laughs> the uh, the team actually sent him a care package. They gave him a stick. I think it, it, it may or may not have been signed. Uh, you know, a couple shirts, maybe a jersey. I forget. But they sent him a cool cool care package for sure. And in exchange, they wanted the flag, the Bogo for Norris flag. <laughs> um, so I think they got that exchange last night or this morning or something. Uh, it, it's just really cool to see and really it, – it, it's hilarious to me just because th- this has been going on for so long. And uh, even the kid himself, I wish I knew his name instead of referring to him as kid. But, um, you know, again, he's been following Bogo since he's been in Buffalo. Uh, he was stoked to see him go to Tampa, but when he went to Toronto, like, you know, people like him, but, you know, Toronto, you know, they'll, they'll yeah, absolutely, kill you. Absolutely. They'll kill you. So um, um, the, uh, the kid, he, he's really grateful. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm happy he's in Tampa. I mean, it seems like the fan base has really accepted him. He's out of, you know, cancerous uh, Toronto and, and dreary Buffalo. You know, he seems like he's really enjoying himself. So I think it's just a pretty cool, uh, lighthearted thing, you know, seeing them all, all get in on the joke and giving him a care package. You Absolutely. know, your, your hard work pays off. It's like the end of every uh, really terrible local news show. Uh, you got to do that human interest story at the end. The positive, yeah. the positive one. So now, yeah, exactly. now we have project number two. Well, first we got to uh, swing and miss at getting this guy, Sean Avery to come onto the lightning rod. But I think we might have a, swung yet. a little bit more of a, 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 of a, we might have a higher chance of getting Bogo Norris guy to, uh, to do the show. We're I not going to send him any, I mean, I can handwrite him a note or maybe like, I'm looking to see if I have any memorabilia that I could send him. Like, I don't, does he like disc golf discs? Cause I have a whole bunch that I don't throw anymore. I can, <laughs> They got my phone number on it though, so I'm gonna probably mark that out. I could probably send him some of that. I don't know, uh, but I think we can, might be able to lure him, and then he can tell his story about what about what he got and uh, and his, work on it. his whole reason for being. This is why we have That'd our really cool our our lightning Twitter, our lightning rod Twitter, uh, so we can get in on some of this action. That is lightning rod pod at lightning rod pod on uh, Twitter. Uh, also, if you want, you can email the show, the lightning rod one at protonmail.com. That is the uh, number one. And if you want to call and leave us a voicemail and answer our question, which to repeat the question earlier that we had, uh, leave us a voicemail and, and answer the question. That's uh, what would you call a game that's not your, your season is not tanking. You're not tanking. Uh, but you're not trying to win the President's Cup, so like an acceptable loss. But give us something more more clever than that. That's too technical, acceptable loss. So 727-416-0613. Uh, you can call and reach us and leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. So uh, we're happy to have Gannon back. He is uh, off the shelf, and uh, he just played like he never even left. And I am Johnny Pipes down here in Miami. So until next week, have a good one, folks.